morning, Gary. Good morning, Gianluca. <laughs> How are you doing? Great. So we made it. Yeah. <laughs> 10 Al episodes. Almost. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Still a little bit of uh, tidying up to do. Yeah. But almost, can you believe yeah. It? Yeah, I can believe it. It's something we've spent a long time on yeah. in the last six months and something that we've, it's been through a lot of iterations, yes. right? Yeah, definitely. But honestly, I'm, I'm super surprised. Like, I'm super happy. I had a blast doing it. Um, and it, it was interesting. It was very, uh, very uh, interesting journey, I have to say. I think given how how natural it is to have a conversation, Yeah, I think trying to structure the podcast that way that doesn't make people, you know, sit and perform in front of a microphone, but just to engage people that you already have a rapport with and mm. bring up those interesting topics and, and see what they have to say. Like it's a very natural way of producing yeah. content. And I, I feel like, or at least I hope that's something that's compelling to people that they feel that they're not being performed to or sold something, but that they're listening into a genuine conversation. Yeah. So f first and foremost, we do need to thank all the the guests. And uh, I was honestly uh, surprised, first of all, of of uh, how well received was this this approach. Because you know we were asking a considerable amount of time of them, like an hour or so. Every time we had a conversation, we went on for almost an hour. So big 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 thanks for all the guests that made this podcast possible and also a big <laughs> big even bigger i would say thank you for the people that allow us to 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 do this first season and um let's say the proto podcast that we recorded as we were learning because it was a long journey of trying to figure out the the perfect format and the perfect uh, structure or perfect or let's say it in in the spirit of design uh the prototypes <laughs> you well, know speaking of structure before we before we get to that yeah what what are people listening to right now so i well it is a it's a bonus episode it's a bonus episode maybe is a is the 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 summing up of, of season one, I would say, mm -hmm. so is the prologue, I would call it, of season one um, and trying to identify what are the key things that we discussed in this 10 episodes and, and try to also reverse engineer what are the key highlights that we could discuss and, uh, and the time that we spend with amazing people and, and guests. So, so if we start at the beginning of that, yeah. we we already told people in the uh, the first episode yeah. why we're making a podcast. Do you want to refresh people's yes, memory? Yes, yes, yes. The idea, and I think I I synthesize this also in the trailer. No, the first of all, what we want to achieve with this podcast is challenge the 
preconcepts of business and design, no? And and specifically and, re- related to design thinking, right? <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> I know this. It's been only two episodes that we talk about that. That's you know? true. So I think I think the idea was more to to expand this this concept of business design. And also to challenge the preconception of this idea of business and design that they 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 exist in two different worlds. No, business is one thing, design is another, or the concept that design is only tangent to business or is just a function of a business. While we, what I'm proposing and what we are trying to uh, to unravel, I I say in uh, in the intros is that actually. There is a new way. There is another way where design is at the core of a business, cool. and and we discuss this with Michael when we talk about design centric companies, right? Something something that I've definitely learned over the past six months as we've had these conversations, and something that's been very relevant to my uh, studies is okay. that design is not just a practice within yes. that's self-contained there's a toolkit inherent in design that has some some fundamental value mm-hmm. which means that you can then apply it to other things so Absolutely. you could take it to script writing if you wanted to to make a movie or you could take it to probably to cuisine right mm-hmm. if you wanted to to learn to cook well and i think the same yes. is true of business you can take those tools that design gives you yeah. and bring them into that sphere and and get results. I think I I actually talk exactly about what you were what you are saying when I give a keynote about the book because is is about business beyond design or when I talk about business design I talk about principles, right? And I talk about how for example I do this example of cooking, what are the cooking principles which are not the ingredients or is not the cooking technique. But it goes more into the core of you know salt fat acid time and temperature right so these are the principles and most of the time we forget those principles and this is where why i dedicated 160 pages on it and and i talk about this business design principles so what are the principles why should a business exist why you we should design a product or a service why we are doing what we are doing do you think it's a kind of professional hazard of someone who's trained to be an engineer to take something and break it apart and probably. see <laughs> see what's inside probably probably yeah that that's definitely something that i am passionate about and and something that i've been doing all my life and i think this is also a little bit the uh, the diversion of of the classic design or designer mindset that is just no it's not only creation but is creation with purpose and uh, and and this is why we we discussed about purpose and finding your purpose and developing purpose and and i was so happy to do to have this conversation with karena which she she deals with startups and she actually accentuated this in saying if any company is lacking purpose and they are just trying to make uh you know the best bank for a buck not necessarily this will succeed or or at least not necessarily would have a long life maybe it's a short-term gain 
But if you are starting up and also the investors and the people that are investing money, they're not going to invest money in something that is purely transactional, but they want to invest money in something that has an impact. And so I think this is a huge lesson I learned. And, and I was truly surprised that somebody that is working in startup is having this approach. And then that same approach of purpose, we, we linked to the personal life, like what it is that you are trying to build for yourself, for your life. Well, I think, I think when you break anything down, any discipline or any set of ideas or anything down to its core, you often find that there's, there's a collection of fundamentally useful things, Absolutely. right? And because these things are fundamentally useful and, and have inherent value, they often overlap mm. with other things, right? So, yeah. so like you say, it, it might be surprising to find out that someone has that same idea from a totally different True. world, but the reason is that the idea is powerful for a, a reason. Right. True. And also the fact that we are, I think the, the other interesting part that we learn in, in all this episode is trying to hack, hack our mind, hack our, our way of doing things. And one example was, you know, when we talked about empathy with March and uh, actually we approach empathy from the bottom up, I would say, and we talked about the reverse empathy because a, a lot of people are taking into um, the, they are just looking at things from one perspective. And we were trying to be, I love his definition that he said is subversive. Now we, we took the, we talked about empathy and we took it, uh, we take it from a different perspective and we went, okay, what is the worst thing that we could do? And, uh, and then we scaled it up. And I think this is a truly, unconventional approach in the way that businesses don't think about. Um, they only think about sometimes the positive part and not the negative impact. And sometimes we were discussing about, you know, this small positive impact, actually, uh, if you do something that has a, a, a small impact in the, in the positive sense, sometimes when you don't do something has a huge negative impact and not necessarily they are balanced. So for example, I don't know, I'm, I'm just thinking, uh, let's say a restaurant, right? So the fact that you have done a special, uh, promotion has a very small impact, but if somebody gets food poisoning in your restaurant it has a huge impact. So, where where you should look, how you should look. And here is where we start thinking about um, talking about creativity and talking about strategy. I, I actually think bringing up strategy, I think one of the best uh, conversations that you had in terms of kind of reality hacking was with Alberto. <laughs> yes, that was super fun. I really enjoyed that conversation. <laughs> Alberto is such a such an amazing character, and and he's he's the living proof that you know he actually he did that. He hacked, um, and not necessarily with the classical approach of design, but he went and he's not a designer by training, but his strategy was to 
to leverage a very, very specific target and a very narrow niche market and he's successful his business is successful and the way he spoke about game theory game theory in the workplace yes that's that's fascinating absolutely i think he he has also a lot of emphasis and and he's truly passionate about it and and the great thing was that these are his real life experiences that's that's how he approached the problem now Disclaimer is, I don't think game theory will solve all your problems, but is the strategical approach and the strategical mindset. Like if I want to achieve something, what are the steps that I need to take? And also, where do I want to go? Now, is my goal very well structured? Did I analyze the resources that I have? And all the five things that we we talked about in, in our strategy episode, and this links to creativity. And once again, the definition, business is implemented, design is discovered. Creativity, creativity can be applied on anything. If you break down creativity in his you know, small little uh, pieces. What, what are some of the other th- things that you learned or, or that you heard someone say during this series where you thought like, yeah, this is this is the podcast I wanted to make. This is this um, is really interesting to me. This is it's tough. I I don't want to give fav- favorites, but you know, every single episode had a little bit of something. Um, the March conversation about empathy was extremely. I learned a lot because he's a he's a you know he's a seasoned designer and he works on such a huge project that impact millions of people. That was interesting. But also the conversation we had with um, Belinda from Locomotion and and looking how uh, this thinking needs to happen even in NGOs or um, in charities or or how, for example, we were seeing that all these um, charities that they're doing... um, sharing of skills or skill sharing one of the most important parts was design like it's such a it's, it's becoming and and it's always been in my opinion but it's it's actually becoming more and more prevalent how everyone everyone needs to communicate and everyone needs to communicate at a certain level um the conversation about creativity with derek and how even creativity is not something that it's a light bulb. It's an exercise. It's it's a mindset. It's something that you need to practice. And and how much businesses are not doing it because they they want to anchor themselves in the known and they are uncomfortable. I think I think that conversation with Derek in particular made me really think about how everyone is bringing their own. There there is no one way of this is how things are designed. Yes. And this is the thing that everybody does. And, you know, I spoke about you being an engineer and so having an engineer's approach to design and learning about Derek's background and his approach where he, he spoke about design as, as worship. Yes. Was in, was really, really fascinating. Yeah. And that, and, and, and I think design as, um, you know, I, I use design as my, 
uh, valve of <laughs> when when I'm stressed, I, I I immerse myself into this um, or writing any creative uh, endeavor, and also the fact that in this really fast pace and really competitive environment and really stressful environment globally, we forget the observation uh, and and also the observing and thinking about things in a different way. And the conversation with June was uh, very, very fun. Um, and, and it's true. I mean, I think the the exercise we did about the 10,000 10, steps, but there were not 10,000 steps, 1,000 steps. I realized, was really listening and I actually said it uh, two or three times. It was like 10,000 steps is... 10 kilometers, <laughs> it's a big walk. So it's actually a thousand steps to 10 idea. And looking at the, the thing of observation, it's very important, is linked to, to empathy once again. Like I understand that a lot of people are looking at the PNL, and uh, I understand that a lot of people are stressed and they have to make the end of the month, etc. But but we should stop at one point and, and observe and saying, okay, what's the consequence of what we are doing? You know, are we actually creating an impact? And I don't want to sound... Well, this, uh, is, this is that hacker mentality that you spoke about before. It's the idea that a hacker isn't someone who, who knows how to use Windows very well. A hacker is someone who understands that a computer is made of switches. Yes. And that if you pick the right switch, something unexpected might happen. Exactly. And also embracing this idea of failure. And we, with this show, I mean, we... If if I thought uh, about all the things that could go wrong doing a podcast, I would never have done it. Well, that leads me very uh, that leads me very well onto the next question, which is why did you decide to make this content as a podcast? I think I'm too old to do a vlog, <laughs> um, and um, now several things. I think. The well, first of all, this was the challenge that my beloved student gave me, and they wanted to do a podcast, and we we were both totally novice about doing a podcast, and and so I took on this challenge. So that's one of the first reason. Uh, the second reason is I think it's very intimate; is is an intimate medium, and also it's a very very accessible medium. My goal is to share my knowledge, the, the little that I have, you know, and 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 that that's what I want to do, and I hopefully I'm gonna do that until the end of my time. And well, well, something something that we spoke about when we began this project was how a lot of people maybe they don't they they're nervous to come to a classroom, maybe they they won't spend the time to read a book, maybe they. You know, they're, they're not going to motivate themselves to follow that video course online, but everyone has conversations. True. And when you can capture a real conversation and share that with people, not only is it intimate because it's, it's real, you're not performing, you're not yeah. uh, presenting to someone, you're actually engaging with ideas, but it's also very, very easy to consume, meaning you can be doing anything else. You could be working, you could be driving, you could be jogging, but your brain is wired for this this exchange of ideas and spoken had, for. I had a friend that called me uh, 
two days ago and uh, and he was like oh i already listened almost all your episode because he's a, he's a marathon runner right um and he says you know i i take one hour runs two hour runs so i just put it on I, and i consume a lot of podcasts and, and and he was pleased with the content and that made me happy um yeah i think i agree with you but on on the other side i disagree with you meaning that and this is why i'm thinking about the next format and i truly wanted to deliver something so i give the opportunity yes you can listen as you are driving and and on your commute but i really wanted to give these tools um i don't know i think we were debating about uh season two and what we were going to do and i th first of all i think definitely we should do season two what do you think I think so. <laughs> I think well, so. Well, let's see how season one goes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe everybody hates it. <laughs> yeah. I think no. so far it's been good. Yeah, so the far feedback has been, been good. This, the feedback has been good. Despite my broken Italian, broken English, <laughs> I think... Well, it's it's exactly what we were saying before. You know, I, some of the people who have spoke to me about the first few episodes uh, have told me that, that, you know, people who aren't designers, but because there's something compelling and something useful at the core of what you're talking yeah. about it you don't have to be to to get value from it and i think that value focus is something that we learned as we you know in our proto podcast phase that we need to really focus on when we're making something why why are we asking for your time as a listener yes. and what do we have to give you in return absolutely and this was one of the reasons that we chose the format that we chose and I think we, we, I remember exactly when we were having this conversation and we were like, okay, when, when you finish an episode, what's your takeaway? What, what you listener, who are, whoever you are. Um, and I have to say, and I mean, I had, we invested a lot of time and I also got this question from some of my students, like why you're doing this? If you don't necessarily have a, an economical return. And it's a good question, you know, it's a good, uh, I think I am in a, in a privileged position that this is what I do for a living. Like I actually talk to people and I try to coach them. So I have that advantage. But on the other side, I, I believe that if I had the mindset of how am I going to monetize this effort, probably I, I don't have a business model. Like I, so far we don't have sponsors so far we don't have contribution everything that we did was out of my pocket and also out of the the amazing contribution that people that i have connection with this is why i also i'm so grateful because i do have a lot of friends <laughs> and they they were kind enough to to help me to do this um this journey and but i think it's important beside the money beside the, the impact um I, I think it's important to if you believe in something and i truly believe in that 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 we need to change something and we were having this conversation before uh, is business design the next big thing is it the panacea i don't know but at least we should try and um, the the thing that sorry i get passionate about this but it bothers me because we are keeping 
on doing the same mistakes over and over. And we see the systems are failing, you know, from politics to management to finance. They, they are failing. And, and we, it's in front of our eyes that they are failing. And in the designer mindset, I was like, you see that it's broken. <laughs> Why you keep on doing it? Well, something that we discussed before about season two is that you know, when, when we started season one, we were thinking, right, who are all of the designers that we know? Or who do we know who knows something about design or who can talk about design? But I think you're right. I think in the second season, uh, as long as we still have interesting people who are willing to donate their time to us and, and contribute, then we can take those tools elsewhere and we can talk to to a wider range of people well, and see how we how the those tools can help them yes but the other thing i'm 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 very happy that we had the opportunity to talk with ivan which is uh, where we brought this design this discovery and experience into a real context like in retail right so this is exactly the link that i wanted to do when when you are saying you have to design the business now business design is about designing a business in this case we were designing an experience and it's truly a designer approach and now you know you don't have to know photoshop to be a designer or or it's better but <laughs> you don't have to it's a mindset michael told you know design thinking is a mindset um the, i think this is the big change that we need to have. You know, and this is why I talk about these five principles that are not necessarily um, logo. No, is one of the principles is not about oh how good is your logo. It's about character. And you know, it's about how are you unique. It's about desirability, which means and desirability and empathy, understanding what it is that your target let's call it target user uh, re, uh audience whatever it is what do they want and what do they need is the parallel parallel of and also in if we go inwards now our discovery inwards is what do we want and what do we need because there is this issue of you know, I want an helicopter. I think we, in our episode, we in episode one, we were talking and said, I want an helicopter, but no, not necessarily the helicopter will solve my uh, transportation. <laughs> no, you, you, you made mm. this joke, right? And, and that's it. Like, what do you want and what do you need? And in business is the same. Like, do you actually need to have a 10% growth all the time? At which cost? Do you need it or do you just want it? Well, speaking of, of introspection and uh, discovery, the actual process of recording this podcast has been a, a process of introspection and discovery, you know? Absolutely. So what are some things that you've learned in making the podcast? I need to talk slowly. <laughs> I learned... Uh, this is a difficult question. You you didn't prep me about this one, Gary. I did. And, uh, um, what did I learn? I learned to um, listen. Uh, uh, this is something that it's it's great. Like um, 
because of my role, I am used to talking a lot. And this is what I have to do. I mean, I lecture or I consult. So I'm used to giving away. No, I'm, I'm, I'm usually, if, if you think in the in a classroom environment, not always because we do have a lot of critiques, but some, especially if you lecture, you are the beacon, right? So it, it's outwards. I'm talking all the time and I'm, I'm giving out knowledge. And the beautiful part of us, this, this podcast is allowing me to stop. And, and also, this, this is something very interesting that I actually learned. Listen, truly listening. The very first episode, I think, also in the proto-podcast, I was waiting for my turn to speak. You know, like I had a list of questions, so I was not really listening. I was just, okay, now Gary's finished with question number one, I need to ask question number two. And I think by listening to those episodes back, um, you can you can hear it, really. Like it's like, it's it's monodirectional, right? So so it's it's your turn, it's my turn. It's, it's like ping pong in a way. And this is actually it took me a little bit because I was I was anxious. I wanted to do the conversation. I wanted the conversation to be interesting, to be nice, to be dynamic. So I was anxious in asking these questions and trying to check all the points that in my head I we had it to um to to check to tick but in reality <laughs> the most in- interesting conversation were the ones that we went into a tangent and then not too much we had to also learn how to bring that back uh but but where the where we discovered interesting path that we didn't plan i think something that improved throughout the series was learning how to use structure True. so we we began with a structure in mind well we had the the proto podcast we had yeah. the first few recordings and that led to the need for a structure i think <laughs> yes and then uh when, once we kind of developed that it's finding the right balance of how how much of the structure well it use the grid don't let the grid <laughs> use, use you grid. right yes. it's the same the yes. same basic concept so absolutely um you have you, a structure. You need to rule the greed, not let the the greed rule you. That's right. So, so you have a structure. You have these key things that you want to talk about, and it's almost like walking a dog. Like <laughs> the the dog can go all over the place, right? Yes. The dog can run forwards, backwards, sideways, but you always have the lead, so that the direction the dog you you may not control exactly where the dog is, but you control the direction the dog is going. <laughs> And it's kind of like that with a conversation, right? Like you, the structure is there to make sure that it's going to be compelling. Yeah. It's going to be consistent. It's yeah. going to be useful to the people who listen. Yeah. And that it can be listened to and understood without becoming boring. Yeah. I, I think, you know, the, it also depends. I love podcasts. Uh, one of the reasons that I love the medium of the podcast, because you have a little bit of everything. You know, you have this, I mean, if you look at Joe Rogan, this two hours, totally unfiltered conversation, uh, that's one format. You have um, hyper-produced or very well-produced content, like one of my favorite is Revisionist History, where where is more, you know, Michael Gladwell is, is narrating a story 
that requires, uh, you know, it's a it's a high production value that unfortunately we don't have so far. But maybe you have other amazing podcasts, uh, like I mean, March podcast is also another format, um, the better podcast, um, which is more. You know, it's three people, so that's another. They have three hosts and sometimes one or two guests, so the dynamic is is very different. So I love the variety of all these formats. So for us, it was also a discovery. Like we needed to find what format was good for us, or or you know w that we wanted to 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 deliver. So that was an interesting discovery. And it was, it wasn't, I would say it wasn't immediate. It was something that we actually needed to prototype and test. And, and I think the thing that helped us to do that in the end was, you know, using that engineering mindset of breaking, <laughs> breaking it down to the most simple component. And also my background in, in storytelling and narrative, thinking about what is the value of something. True. And, and that's the, the thing that we broke it down to at the very, at the most simple um, the most simple component of yeah. each of the episodes is what will the listener get? Absolutely. By, I mean, by listening to and this. If you think about, I remember the very first script that we, we did. Um, it took me a couple of hours to write, but once we got into the structure and we had a sort of, I would say a, a skeleton, right? That we, the, the format, now the, the, the backbone of the of, of each episode is there. Uh, you know, in 20 minutes, I can pretty much write uh, a couple of questions. I'm thinking about the exercise and I can tailor it to the guest. Um, I think, yeah, that that's that's interesting, you know, from two hours to one hour to 20 minutes. So and sometimes uh, I had because I was, I think towards the end of season one, I was comfortable with the format that uh, it happened to me that I had to do a recording on the go, like just because I had the person in front of me and I said, hey, would you like to do this? Uh, I will not disclose which one it is. And, um, and we just did it like off the bat. And that was great. That I, I thought I was not able to do that. And so, yeah, listening, listen, truly listening is the great, I, I think the biggest takeaway for me was truly listen and truly also to pause, you know, the slowing down because, and I, I will be very open about it, like because of my accent a little bit, I think I learned how to pace myself. I don't know, maybe I should go and do a diction <laughs> uh, course i don't know well uh maybe that's something that we can ask our listeners so uh aside from our own review of yes of this first season uh the other purpose of this conversation is to to bring up the idea of feedback and yes how can you know we can sit around thinking about how great we are and <laughs> yeah, yeah. how well we've done but What's really going to help us is yes. to to hear from the listeners. What did to you hear like? From the listen, and and now it's the opportunity to request topics that you're interested in 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 season two. Uh, so I think we are about to start season two, probably. <laughs> um, and and if you can share with us your thoughts, or or if you have 
um, major uh, topics you want to discuss and you want to unravel. I love this word. Um, and what's your thought? What's your thought about business and design and how we can change together? How, how can we improve whatever we do? That's, that's the, ourself, our environment, our workplace. Uh, I mean, this comes back to the idea that everything is a prototype, right? Absolutely. And our first season is also a prototype. So the more we can hear from our, our listeners on what they enjoyed, what they didn't, what was useful and what wasn't, the better content we can make for the next season. Absolutely. And of course, our preferred format for feedback is a five-star rating on iTunes, <laughs> <laughs> along with along with a, a lengthy review about how great it is. But Doesn't obviously, have to be lengthy. Obviously, uh we're also open if you want to contact us directly and tell us uh, something, you know, this Absolutely. was terrible, I hated it, and here's why. <laughs> you can send all those emails to Gianluca. Yes, so, so uh, you can go on glc.live slash podcast. You have uh, several ways to, to leave your comments. And um, each and every single episode is also on a, on a blog post, so you do have those format. Although if you, if you listen this on um Particularly for the user of Spotify, please go and <laughs> transfer to to uh, to either the the blog or iTunes because Spotify doesn't allow us to to actually write reviews. I think uh, not uh, as as we speak. It doesn't. Maybe it will. Um, it was an amazing journey. Uh, we love to hear from you. Um, thank you for the support. Uh, we are having uh, quite a good following so far. So we are very, very happy and grateful for that. And and thank you for your time as well. We know that each each time we send out an episode that's, you know, 30 minutes to an hour long, we're asking for that much of your time. And we hope that the thing we have to give is is worthy of, of that much of your time. Yeah. And special, special thanks to Gary, which has been an amazing producer. Uh, thank you for keeping me on track. I also had to chase you a couple of times, but uh, I think it was it was fun, right? Uh, I think we both learn. And thank you for you and all the students that actually pushed me to do this. I really hope that I know you already started a couple of new podcasts, which was the pr the purpose of this podcast that you learn through my mistakes, and um, I'm happy about that. I know um the club is doing something um so i hope my being your guinea pig <laughs> was useful it it was and it's definitely been it's been fun and it's been an, a very interesting way to learn so awesome. thank you for that <laughs> that's what i love to do and uh so that's it that's, that's it that's our retrospective okay. And as always, I'm Gianluca Cinque Palmi. You're listening to GLC Live, my podcast dedicated to business design. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and comment on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts.